Hey, welcome to episode 53 of Scar Bearers. I'm Chris D.T. Gordon, now international speaker. I'm so excited to say that. You know, it's a beauty what the internet can help you do in this day and age. It's so great to have you here today. And speaking of technological wonders, if you want Nate and Britton Barron to help you out with your post-production and theme music needs, you, you can reach them at, right there we go, Nate Barron. So folks, you know, the fruits of your labor come up when you keep working. And so far, I'm very blessed to say I've got a lot going on right now. If you go to linktr.ee forward slash Chris DT Gordon, you can find out what I'm doing on my podcast, of course, as well as a YouTube channel, my new online store, Chris DT Gordon's Tag and Pop Shop. I have the Facebook page, Instagram, uh, my speaker pages. So come check it out and let me know how I can use my message to benefit you and or your students. Today, I am with, I am with a fellow educator and extremely powerful warrior, Arthur Mitchell. Arthur, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine, Chris, man. Thanks once again for having me on your show, sir. Oh, my pleasure indeed, sir. So as I said before, that uh, you and I both work with children with disabilities, and we are both bearers of scars. But this, this work that you've been doing has started a lot longer, a lot of, uh, it started a lot earlier for you than it did for me. Why don't you go ahead and tell us that story, please? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I appreciate it once again. So I'm going to take y'all back down memory lane. I like to start back from the beginning, like you know, in, the, in the story, you know, start from the root for where it came from to show you how it's going now. So uh, take you back down memory lane. So at the age of six, a lot of us know we um outside on the jungle gym, playing in the sand and doing different things as you no know, young kids would do at age of six. But I remember my day, I was trying to see. So at the age of six, I would die over the eye disease called keratoconus. And what keratoconus is, the eye disease, how your eyes oval, but mine is pressure on my pupil causing my vision to be blurring. So finding out at the age of six is very unusual for me, you know, childhood unusual, you know, couldn't do certain things children could do, couldn't do certain things, man, you know, as, as do your friends do, like, playing out to go see, you know, because I was trying to see, you know, we tried glasses, the glasses didn't work. So do so many different things I was dealing with at that present moment that allowed me to really, you know, continue to go on my journey and Understanding it's a, it's a process to everything. So having that and understanding, you no, know, you know, I'm gonna go through this to be possible as I continue to go through it. You know, in middle school, you no, know, it got worse. You no, know, we're bullying. Um, so many asking questions because you know at that age, you no, know, at age, you no, know, about 10, 11, they want to ask questions like, why you look like that? Dog? What's going on with you? Why you can't see? You? Why your eyes are different? Why you so close to the board? So so many questions they asked me, but I couldn't answer because. At that time, still, I was still knowing what the disease was, but also they wouldn't understand what it was. If I told them, because research says only one in 2,000 people had the disease, meaning that, of course, I was a lucky one, you know, to get the disease. So maybe to, to tell another teenager about the disease has been very rare. So I just kept it all inside and bottled up, but it allowed me you know, know to understand this. It's a purpose behind this. At the age of the understand what's the purpose behind this. So falling along, 
And at the high school, I was able then to understand, you no, know, still the situation, you no, know, want to play football, can do what I want to do, want to do so many things, because I was trying to find a crack contact, try glasses, try so so many different things for this disease to be better, but nothing worked. And I just kept getting frustrated. I began to act out in school, act out on our friends, just do so many different things because we, we didn't know what to do. No, we didn't know understand the reason why this was happening. So, you know, so further on that, you know, end up going though, graduating, graduating school, you know, by the grace of God, because you know, the grades wasn't at the best, you no know, different thing. Because I was trying to fill that void, you know, we were dealing with a disability and people don't understand it, us, we try to fill a void. And it could be the bad thing, it could be the positive thing, but I chose the bad thing. So you no know, dealing with that and allowing me to really understand that it's, it's still something behind this, Chris. You no, know, something behind what's going on. I couldn't put my foot on it. Couldn't think. Couldn't think about it. Was something behind this purpose? Why? You no, know, this. Why this happening to me? Why I'm not normal? Yeah. No. One second, Art. Um, you know, one thing I want to talk about is that you know we both work with disability as kids with disabilities, and a lot of a lot of the times those behaviors that kids exhibit stem from those disabilities and you know a lot of people they they see the behavior but they don't see the cause of it and i know yeah. that you know this probably helped you with uh you know understanding kids with disabilities and their struggles because you lived it firsthand yes i have yeah so i'm sorry go ahead go ahead and continue oh no problem no problem, no problem. yeah that's true because they don't like they 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 make they look at no the outer, but they don't understand the inner, you know, the internal life we're going through. No, no, we really can't see, or we really can't do this, and we really can't read this. So, so much internalization they don't see because all they see the outside of the outside appearance, you know, maybe smiling, maybe happy, maybe sad. So, they don't understand this. So, when the long as I got to high school, you know, things became a little more difficult for, like I said, in the graduating. But as I've been graduating, um, you no know, different things, just trying so many different things, you know. Stronger glasses, no contacts didn't work at all because it my irritated my eyes were hard to put on. But also, I was a young, young kid, so I was very immature with those. You no, know, I would break them or things that happened to them where you no know, sleeping and you no, know, this is the typical thing I know a young kid would do because you know, it's you no, know, we, we, we young, we didn't know what to do with contact, you no, know, and having contacts at an early age was kind of difficult for me anyway. Yeah, so and it, along, those versus contacts now, I mean, when you, I'm not, uh, I remember the first time I used contacts. It mm -hmm. was like I was poking my eye repeatedly with yes. my finger. It takes yes. so much practice. And I was an adult. Yes. So a kid trying to do contacts, yeah, that's that's a struggle. It was, man. Then I have you um having my parents try to do it, then my have my mom do it, have my dad do it. They were just so much, and I tried to do it, you know, so much. And they had things called a plunger. <laughs> and then you could take the contact, put it there. <laughs> that didn't work. It was just cause I was so my eyes were sensitive. I was light sensitive. But this dental man, you know, how somebody poke your eye, you know, you're going to be blinking and, you know, eyes go left and right. <laughs> you don't know what's going on. <laughs> so trying out that, you know, it didn't work when I ran, ran glasses. So at that present moment, I just had to wear glasses and just struggle with it. You no, know, no, just keep on going there. But I was introduced to an eye, um, a, a, a eye care place in Durham, North Carolina called um, the Cornish, um, Durham, Durham Eye Care Center. And during I kept sitting we had an um, awesome doctor, man. I love this guy, Alan Carson. He was a kid's um, character corner specialist. Mm -hmm. So when I got to him, he began to tell me my eye situation and told me about a procedure called a cornea transplant. Now, when I tell you the cornea transplant, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a surgery that it helps, but it kind of rares. So a cornea transplant is where they take your corneal out and they give you the deceased cornea. 
Okay. So, so they take your corny out, give the deceased corner from a, a person that passed away. Mm-hmm. So the present moment, like, man, I don't know if I want to do this, you know, because like, no, I had different different kind of scenarios in my head. Like, I'm gonna go wake up blind, or what's gonna happen? You have zombie eyes. Yeah, you know, you look, see dead people. At, yeah, you're looking at you're looking at X ray vision. You know, indicate anything <laughs> gonna happen. So I'm like, man. But at, at that time, Chris, I was at the point I, I just want to see. I want to be normal again. I'm tired of living the way I'm living. I'm tired of how people do stuff for me. I just want to be a normal person where I can do it for myself. So I agreed for the surgery, and I agreed to get the surgery, not knowing I'm going to have seven surgeries later. Mm-hmm. So with for one surgery to seven surgeries, never forget my first surgery, I, I was in Dern, I left my mom, and it, it, it went pretty well, but it started, it, it rejected. And, and the reason why I rejected the first time, because I was new to this situation, and I didn't know about the adrocs. And, and once you once you finish the adrocs, you're supposed to got some more. Okay. For me, I just I didn't get no more. I thought it was it was done, so it rejected. So then we had to get another one, and you know, kept going online because it kept rejecting. Not because the adrocs situation just I don't know it, it wasn't sitting well with my eyes. The cornea wasn't sitting with my eyes, so and we had having seven eye surgeries, six cornea grafts, and one cataract surgery. Mm. But what 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 led me to understanding the purpose was the fifth eye surgery. I was, I was married then, my fifth eye surgery. So my wife, she um, was with me three, four of my surgeries. So I never forget, I went to her, I was living in Denver, because I went to her, I said, why did, because I woke up the same, the fifth, actually I woke up the same, vision was blurry. They told me that I'm just gonna wake me up because I had sleep apnea. So I couldn't hardly move. So many, so many different emotions effects that day. Like what's going on? Why am I still the same? Why I can't see, you know, why my vision didn't change? So I began to get into a depression, anxiety stage where, I went to my wife, I said, why do, every time something looks good, it gets bad, and I just broke. Mm. And I'm like, no, you would think, like, after, you know, people have surgeries all the time, after the first surgery, you know, you, you're good. After the second surgery, you know, maybe I follow surgery, man, but seven eye surgeries, and then the fifth one, you wake up, are you, like the first surgery happened? It was, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I'm sure it was very frustrating for you, you know, and, you know, having to go back in, and were you going, now, when they were conducting the surgeries, were they using lasers? No, I couldn't use lasers at all. It was an actual surgical procedure where you know, they used um, the cutting knife and all that other stuff. So surgical okay. procedure where they, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's seven surgeries where they're slicing your eye open, putting in a, a cornea from a deceased, per, a dead person. And wow, that, that is, I'm frustrated for you. <laughs> Having, having to deal with all that. So obviously, though, things have made a turn, correct? Yes, sir. Definitely made a turn. Thankfully, after my seven eye surgery, which was a cornea transplant, my vision went from a 20 over 200 to now left eye 2040 and right eye 2050. I haven't worn glasses in three years. Hmm. That's yes, excellent. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But in, in, the, in the midst of all this, now, it was just so much, you know, I dealt with from six the 29, six to 29 years old of all this happened, you know, you know dealing with so many emotions that I never told anybody, bottled up with so many things. Cause I said, it was something that was new. At first I I, I, I put it to the side, you know, I got character corners, okay, boom. Cause after that, it's funny, I never heard about it no more until I got older. And now I went, I was I'm working in the college in Raleigh and the guy said, yeah, um, you about to get corner transplant. So I said, oh word, for real? I said, what you got? He said, I got character corners. But the funny thing about it, Nothing went wrong. Nothing. Went, his 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 situation was like mine. He just had to get it because something like that should be shaped as cornea. So I thought about something. Okay, is, is it just me? You know why it happened? Because my my vision was bad. My my vision when I couldn't even 
right now, in 30, uh, 20 some years ago, I probably want to be a C right this close. Wow. You know, you know, couldn't see the menus, couldn't couldn't drive at night for a whole year. It was just it was just, it was just bad. You know, they had to come. I uh, had to, um, went through this thing called the Vision of Service for the Blind, where they had to put dots on the stove for me to be able to understand. No, the stove there because it was just that bad. My vision was bad. So seeing him and like seeing like it wasn't like mine. Like I was quite like it on. So I'm the only one that has it this bad. You know, so it, there was a lot of questions going on, Chris, man, in my head. Like, I just got bottled up, nobody understand it. Um, and touch resentment and anger, touch the bitterment, because um, during my fifth answer, you know, didn't have any support from my from, from church and different people. So I was in a, a moment of just not want to be alone. I slept, I ate, I, I assume all I did was sleep and eat and wasn't really a person. And um, I couldn't work the whole time because I was my job. So that's another thing, too, that had me going down. So, like, it was just so much, but I knew. And the problem is a purpose behind this. You no, know? and people don't say that everything we go through in life is a purpose behind it. Maybe we not we not know it then, but as you continue to go through the journey and the process, it's a purpose behind everything you go through. And that's when after the seven eye surgery and me really sitting down to understand the situation, I begin to find my purpose and understand what time we do next. And so, what did what was that purpose? A purpose would help young people understand that your disability doesn't affect your ability. You know, you did, you know, no matter who you are, no matter where you came from, no matter your past. When I say disability, I say mental and physical, because you no, know, I have a physical, but some people may have a bad behavior problems, you know, different mindset. It's a mental. So your disability doesn't affect your ability, it doesn't affect who you are. It doesn't stop you from being a, a great leader, a father, a provider, a husband, a wife, a mother, an entrepreneur today, because you know, it, it didn't stop you, it didn't let your past dictate your future. You 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 allowed now though you happen you had you had a disability now what can you do with other people and that's what I found our purpose was being with young kids with special needs. So, in what ways do you help kids with disabilities? Are you know I know you have your shirts and your and your uh, merchandise and you say I see you wearing your awesome hat there. Um, so and I know that motivates. So, so what else do you do um, for them and with them? Yes. Yeah, so, so last year, last year during the pandemic, I published a book called Six Tips to Cope with Having a Disability. And it's a book that I wrote, the six strategies that I use with myself when I was going through my situation that helped me cope with my disability, helped me keep my mental, helped me keep insane. I wrote a book to get to help them and mentor them and, and show them that there is a better way that you don't have to feel alone, you don't have to feel um, depressed, and you don't have to feel anxiety. You know, do these steps and understand though that the step who you are, um, creating a hobby, um, making adjustments, and surrounding yourself a good environment, which is a couple of um, the strategies in my book, and understand them though that all that you're going through is a purpose behind it. And at the end, you understand what your purpose is. And I created a program too around it that I'm, around, I'm trying to get to the school system now that for special need kids to understand them, um, they need this. They need to understand though, there's six tips to cope with having a disability. But in the middle of six tips, you know, you, know, you gain confidence, you know, you gain clarity, you know, you understand who you are, you know, you, you care to be, you have personal development and different than that. So that's part of what I do with everything with my own special need kids. That's fantastic. So when, what is the youngest someone can start that program? I was the youngest. Well, I, 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 I was doing middle school, but I understand too that elementary school kids go, go through the same situation. You know, I think about it, a lot of them, a lot of them talk about it. So, if I can reach you at, at, at eight, 10, at 10 years old, on up to get you, you know, to get you now, that's why I go. So I say between 10 to 18 years old, because that's a that's a present moment of time where all this happened. You know, even me, age of six, you know, I didn't understand what was happening, but now it happened. I understand how to help other people at that age understand what happens as well. 
So the program sounds like it's pretty flexible or adjustable to the students. Yes, yeah, sir. Definitely, we, we go through we go through six strategies and six week program. Go through six strategies. We can dive deep into each strategy because I want them to understand each strategy. Dive deep into it. So the more you know about yourself, the better you better come and better open up and then realize, you know, okay, my disability doesn't affect my ability. I will be this. I'm going to be this. I can be this. Awesome. So where could someone find that program? Yeah, so you can find a program on my website at www.artmesh.com. And again, www.artmesh.com. Excellent. So besides the program, and let's talk about that merch I mentioned earlier. So yeah. what motivated you to start your own merchandise line? Yeah, so it's, it's, it's funny, Chris, how it happened. Um, I, I talk about, I think, all this power in the pandemic. You know, a lot of things happened last year, 2020, that led people you know, downfall and straight different things. But I just, when I got federal last year, April 12th, American Airlines, I just I said, I want to do something to help motivate the people. I want to help motivate the kids because they're going to virtual learning. This is hard. You know? mm -hmm. I couldn't sit eight hours in front of a, a computer all day. So I created an IM brand. I am I am our Mitch. But on, on the shirt is it's affirmations for, for kids and youth. Say, I am bold, I am smart, I am confident, I am determined, I am successful. But more than anything, I tell people all the time, you are enough. You are enough in your life, you are enough in school, you are enough in your family, you are enough everywhere you go, because you are enough. And and I, I created this IM brand that build motivation, that power the kids to understand that they, they can, it can be whatever you want to be. No, yes, yes, you're doing virtual learning, but you still can be you know, passionate. It's great. Yes, you got to the test online, but you still can pass it as you in person. So giving it that motivation, go from disappointment to a winning and thriving. No, I, I love those shirts because it, you know, it, we all need reminders that, you know, we're going to face struggles, but it, you know, those struggles don't define us. It's how we respond to the struggles that, you know, that really show who we are and, I love, especially that last word, enough, because I think exactly. that even you can be an adult and you can struggle with thinking that you are capable of the task, that you are worthy of the position that you hold. And so yes. I really am grateful that you have created those shirts. And again, you can find those at artmitch.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All those on my own, on my own merchandise page on, on the website. Yes, sir. Excellent. So, so besides the program and the merchandise line, what else do you have going on and what's uh, looking in the near future for you? Well, so I got a um, couple of upcoming speaking engagements coming up. Um, speaking to some, I, I did a youth champs conference last last Saturday, did a um, uh, success chronicle Sunday, but for the rest of them on um, March, April, and May, got a couple of um, speaking engagements coming up, talking to some youth couple of men's conversations. So just um, really getting out there on um, speaking, telling my story. I'm all about, uh, I want people to hear my story. I want people to understand that your mind matches your destiny and that it's possible. And having that, man, your disability doesn't affect your ability. If you continue oh. tell, tell everybody around here, I want to reach the school system, reach organizations, just really tell my story. So that's what I've been doing, really pushing my story out there, man, because people want to, they need to hear this. They need to hear you no know, seven eye surgeries. You no, know, I was also a two short survivor and diabetic, but I'm able now to continue to do it, go, do what God called me to do and walk in my purpose. That's fantastic. And unfortunately, we had a, a couple of seconds where we lost you, but then you came back auto, uh, you know, audibly. And so I think we caught the uh, 
most of that. And so about those speaking engagements, can people reach out to you for those at artmitch.com as well? Or is there some, some other place where they could possibly book you? Yes, for the book, for speaking engagements, you can reach out at info at artmitch.com. Send me an email there, and my admin will respond back to you. So it's info at artmitch.com, and that's a book for speaking engagements. Excellent. And so we're going to uh, tell all that information one more time, Art, but if there was one thing that you wanted uh, someone who needed to hear this message today to take away from it, what would that message be? I would tell them to dream big and understand, don't let the way you feel affect the way you flow. You know, don't don't, don't let how you feel affect how you can become, how you can help people out. Because you better understand, not about us. Everything that was about us impacting somebody else, because very same thing that we went through, somebody you're going through it now, I've been through it. So we here, not for ourselves, but for help other people endure to the end. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And one more question I have to ask you, my audience loves to hear the answer to this. What is your favorite dinosaur? I said Tyrannosaurus Rex. And why T-Rex? Because he's big and he like eating people up. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't take no for an answer, does he? No, no, no. Go, go get you and eat you. <laughs> that is true. Well, Art, it's been a pleasure to talk with you. And again, I appreciate it. The help you gave me so I can create my own shirt, pass on perfection and go for greatness. And I so I love that, man. I love that. Yeah, thank you very much. And so again, to reach out to Art to uh, book him for speaking, you reach him at info at artmitch.com. You can go to artmitch.com for his program and his own merchandise. So please take him out there to find out again what I'm up to, including my uh endeavors including my uh my pop shop my tag and pop shop as i call it my speaker websites the youtube channel the podcast and my other endeavors including my book blue talks presents business life in the universe volume three you can go to linktr.ee forward slash chris dt gordon so thank you very much for joining us please like subscribe Please share the good news because Art has a fantastic message for everyone. And so please share it with a friend of yours. My friend, thank you for, very much for joining me today. Remember to have a great day and remember to pass on perfection and go for greatness.